Listen up, Sydney. There's a new kid in town. Mick Malloy has come to play with the big boys. And there's no bigger boy than the king of the West, the Wild Panther, MG. So buckle up. This is going to be one hell of a ride. Mick and MG in the morning. (laughs) What could go wrong? It's Merrick and Mick in the morning for this particular morning. And it's time for Shark Talk. Yeah, I had a bit of an incident uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Mick, I live in Maroubra. Yep. And uh, our boy country. I'm, yeah, I'm learning all the local yep. stuff, and that's what I associate. I'm trying to learn suburbs and associate them with stuff. Is that a good one for me? Absolutely. That's a great one. Unfortunately, yeah. I uh, just recently got a neck tattoo. I uh, got the wrong postcode. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I could have sworn it was 2085. It's 2035. 2035. Idiot. Idiot. Uh, and also, too, I can't surf. So not a very good bra. Okay. But I went for a swim um, sure. down at the bra uh, at the north end there, and uh, had a bit of a terrifying incident because I was probably, I was, uh, to be fair, I was probably a little bit beyond my measure in the water. Yeah. I'd gone out a bit far. I was probably just above my waist, and uh, had my snorkel and flippers <laughs> on and my floaties. And uh, yes. I, looked, I was standing there, Mick, and I looked down, and I've seen a shadowy figure. Okay. And I've just gone. Oh, no. And it wouldn't have been from you to me away. Like, literally. Oh, my God. A, a metre away. It's not a dolphin. No. No, no, no. It's no. the grey man in the yep. suit. No. Nah, exactly. Is that what they call it? Yeah, the grey man in the suit. And I went, that is a shark. A hundred percent. I saw it move and I saw its, it's tail. terrifying. Oh, absolutely. Terrified me. And I, I was petrified and I um I almost I almost did a little bit of squid ink in the in the water too which was because I was, I was I don't like sharks you deployed the squid ink yeah and what's what's interesting too is I'd had a few barocas that morning after a big night and I nearly um I nearly created a fluorescent mess there it was uh it was not it was not good I was, almost went um so this is terrifying what do you do it's like it's not like a bear attack you don't just stand there still do you is it Oh, no, I panicked and screamed. Panicked. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like Honestly, like an 11-year-old girl. Did someone come screaming. to your rescue? How did all this work itself out? Yeah, there was a bloke next to me, a local guy who's got real tattoos, and uh, he just <laughs> said, um, yeah, relax, mate, that's a, a wobbygong. And I said, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, that is literally the smallest, most uh, toothless um, shark okay. in the plan- on the planet, and uh, you've just you've made a mess of yourself. It's like a grey midget in the suit. <laughs> Not the man. <laughs> It's, it's like, it's like mini me. So, and in fact, you can't even punch it in the nose. No, it doesn't without, have one. Without people going, it's still lay off the wobby gong. Poor wobby gong. <laughs> Mate, why would you punch a wobby gong? I know. And I, I, like, I was gonna. I was so close to just yelling out shark because I wanted to be that guy no, who'd yell no. out shark. You should have yelled out wobby gong. Wobby gong. <laughs> and everyone goes, "What? You're going to Wollongong? No." <laughs> No, it's far less dangerous. Far less dangerous than going to Wollongong. Uh, we all are terrified at the idea of being approached by a shark. I know these surfers who go out surfing, and what they do, if they see a shark, so it's their favourite surf break, and they'll be, say, there'll be four of them surfing, and they see a shark, what they do is they ring their mates to come down. So now there's 12 of them in the water, oh, which smart. makes their chances of being taken by the shark less. Mm. Personally, mm. I would get out of the water. That's my, that's my option. <laughs> I've got, I've got I would have thought that was the, but that was that's how they deal with the shark in the water. There's a there's a better way. I reckon there's a third option there where everybody wins. What you do is you get in contact with at least six people that you're not 
really friends with, that you don't really <laughs> like. Maybe you've had a falling out. You get them down there. You so don't tell them there's a shark. No, no, no. You don't tell them there's a shark there. And you say, look, I think it's time to um, mend bridges here. And they go, great. Let's let's do that with a swim. They get in the water. Then you just give one of them a tiny <laughs> little nick. Just get a knife and just, just cut them at the back of the leg. I'll meet you out there in five. Yeah. And then you go out there. You go have a swim. And then just get a little cut on the leg and just go, there you go. Human shield. <laughs> so there should be a march for you one day if you punched a shark yep. in the face. On the other hand, if you're a shark, that's a bad day at the office. Oh, yeah. You have to go back and tell the other sharks. I go, what happened? They go, oh, well, he punched me in the face. Well, <laughs> you, go, you go, hey, you've had a shocker, mate. Yeah. You're supposed to, <laughs> did you take it? Did you take a leg off? Did you no, do I it? didn't. Why? Well, he punched me. Yeah. Did you fight back? Oh, my arms don't work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't have arms. Well, how do you think those sharks, well, you know, you ever see like those people on boats and they might be, it's usually like a marine biologist, like yeah. an expert, and they make the sharks go tonic. The term is tonic, where they just touch them on the snout and the, you know, the, uh, the sensory part of their nose makes them go nine eyes. Imagine that. You so, are so a hypnotizing great a shark. Yeah, yeah. It's like hypnotizing a chicken, but a shark. And they just rub the front of their nose there and it's so oversensitized that mm. they just go, oh, I have a little bit of a nod now and they go back to sleep. How do you reckon those sharks feel? I don't know. They'd be embarrassed. Is it, does that help you sleep? I Would you so. do that to me before bed tonight? <laughs> I'll tell you this. I, the story that made me upset was there was an Englishman who came out here and was attacked by a shark, and he punched a shark. And I go, don't come to our country and punch our sharks mm. in the face. Mm. You don't see me going to England and punching a halibut no. <laughs> in the head. <laughs> We've been joined by Merrick live in the studio today, and you've started something that can't be stopped. It's a juggernaut out of control. It's all the chat about what you wear to bed. Mm. Now, you started off by proposing a thesis uh, involving pyjamas. You, you say not many men wear pyjamas to bed. No, no, because it's weird, and because you're a child. Two types of people generally, wear, as men, will wear pyjamas to mm. bed. They're called children and senile old men. <laughs> No, that's all look, right. I'm, and that's, that's the, gen- I'm generalising. I'm being an idiot. But in there. between there, you're but in saying... between there, typically you don't. You just wear underpants. You just you wear. You look, do there it. are there are certain men who do like to go and actively seek out getting a pair of Peter Alexander pajamas, and, and good luck to them. But if you're a, 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 a wife and you're thinking about buying your husband a pair of pajamas, and he's in say his thirties or forties, don't, don't, because he's but not going to want them. If your wife bought you some pajamas, wouldn't that be like a lingerie in the? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if my wife was to take the time to go out and buy me um, some sort of g banger, sure. <laughs> but I'm not going to wear. I'm not going to wear pajamas. You know why? Because I'm not four. What about I'm, a what about a night shirt? You know, like captain <laughs> shirt, like a cap, like a, like a oh, night, yeah. night shirt, and, and yeah, one of those yeah. hats, those long hats, like a weird kind of bed moo moo thing. <laughs> I'd like to wear one of those. What but, do you wear to bed? Oh, hey, I, I'll put some sexy music under here. What do you oh. wear? So what? What's up top? Uh, up top. Oh, that's enough. Here we go. We'll, we'll get to you Tash. in a minute. Oh, look, Tash. We'll Tash get to you in a minute. Sweating. Are you all right there, Tash? Did you just go for a run? Because as soon as that music came on and Mick asked me what I wore upstairs, okay. you just started sweating. Who wouldn't sweat to You're that music? You're uncomfortable. What's going Tash, on? Tash, turn the lights back up. This is getting silly now. <laughs> what are you? Tash. Why are you trying to put money in my pants? <laughs> I'm not a stripper. Stop this. No. What are you wearing? What are you? I'm, what are you? I'm upstairs. Upstairs, absolutely nothing. I'm just a hundred percent. There's nothing. Like the Sheridan Sheets man. Yeah, absolutely. And then and downstairs, then, and then nothing downstairs. Downstairs, just a pair of underpants. A pair of underpants. It. Just underpants. underpants. You tell me about a friend of yours who wears. Okay, so this is the weirdest <laughs> thing, right? And tell me where you stand on this, right? <laughs> I've talked about this before, 
and it is haunting. A mate of mine, let's just call him Marto, because that's his real name. And <laughs> Marto would, he told us once that he, uh, he went to bed wearing, and this was his night yeah. attire, uh, he would wear a T-shirt which I wouldn't normally wear to bed. He wore a T-shirt. That's not uncommon. And a pair of socks. And a pair of socks. Yep. yep. And okay. what, what does he wear? And no underpants. <laughs> oh. Just, oh, that's awful. Just oh. a, t-shirt, a T-shirt and a pair of socks. Ladies. <laughs> that is awful. What happens when you see a man, he says, okay, it's been a wonderful evening. Thank you very much for the date and for the, uh, for the, the evening. Um, let's retire for sleep now. I'm just going to wear a T-shirt and a pair of socks. <laughs> Nothing else, a, piece, a T-shirt and a pair of socks. What do you think? I think they've forgotten their stuff at the pool. And <laughs> it reminds me of a little kid at the beach. It reminds me of like, you know, when you have a dream that you go back to school and you, it's a nightmare and yes. you're not prepared. Yeah. That's what that is. Oh, I'm not wearing dangerous. any underpants. I'm, I'm not ruling kitchen. it out. I'm not ruling it out. Please Tash, do. Tash, what, do you, what, what if your husband. It's dangerous. If you're in the kitchen and that's your scenario, that could end terribly. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an occupational health and safety issue. I mean, you're using a spatula. There's a hot pan there. Why would you not sleep making nude? making, you know, sausages and eggs. Why would you not sleep nude? Why wouldn't I sleep nude? Because what if somebody breaks into my house? I do not want them to think that I'm not prepared to make an effort. And if and it's, if you're nude, it says to the burglar, oh, I've, I've given in. I've given in. I've capitulated. Whereas if you're wearing a pair of underpants, it says I'm here to, to defend my territory. <laughs> A pair of underpants. Wait, all of a sudden you're a superhero when you no, pop well, on some underpants. No, because if otherwise you're, you're wide open. You come into my house Hang on a and, second, and you're a burglar. Let me just pop I, these on. Yeah, exactly. It's too. It's too slow. You've got to be prepared. Like for me, somebody comes in. If I'm nude and I've got my nunchuckers out, because I do have nunchucks at home. If I've got my nunchucks out and uh, well, you I'm do nude, then I'm if you've got well, exactly. underpants on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> otherwise, you've got two two sets of nunchucks. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. What does your about. What does your husband wear to bed? I've bought him pajamas. Oh God! <laughs> Why would you do that to him? One triple three five three guys. Why would you do that to him? What are you wearing to bed? Uh, tell us your thinking and your theories. Hey, there's a meat tray and some flowers in it for you. Oh Let's yeah, go. you can choose. <laughs> Is there anybody over seven listening who wears pajamas to bed? What do you wear to bed? Uh, at the moment, I'm wearing my uh, Muay tie. Boxing shorts. Kickboxing which shorts. I picked up recently in <laughs> Thailand. Perfect. You know why? Because somebody breaks into your house and you I'm, have to confront I'm, I'm, them. I'll kick them in the face. They'll see those shorts I'll and they just go, job done here. I'm leaving. It'll be. Bye. I, had, I actually had a fight over in Thailand. It wasn't sanctioned, it was just some kid I, <laughs> I kick, kicked in the thigh from behind on the street. But I think he's learned his lesson. <laughs> Do you, can you sleep nude, Mick? I used to sleep nude, but the issue is if it, you know, you know the old problem we occasionally have in the mornings. I wake up, it's like I'm pitching a tent in my doona, and you go, "Oh look, <laughs> Tash is gone." Tash just started Tash, sweating. Tash. What's going on? He's sweating. You? Do you go for another run? Why are you sweating? Yeah, nude's too problematic these days. You know, just, I find bits of me stick to bits of me. That's why I can't do nude. I find a bit of me sticks to another, to the, specifically the inside of my leg. I just go, that's weird. I have to go into the kitchen, get a spatula. <laughs> oh, oh, my Lord. Flip it over. It's like a fried egg. Oh, Mark from Sutherland. Oh, you're moving it on now, are you, Yep, Kat? I am. Mark from Sutherland. What do you wearing? Hello, Kat. How are you, darling? Um, Mickey, 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 and hello, Miz. Uh, we're good. What are you wearing about, buddy? Hello, okay, mate. How so, are you? Good to have you on, good, Mark. Buddy. Okay, so in summertime... I free ball it, 
And yep. in uh, winter time, I've got this pair of boxer shorts that says, ho, 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 and then it says, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm paying that. I reckon that's a sensible strategy. He's, summer, free-balling, you know, the summer breeze. <laughs> then just uh, nail it all down with a good set of boxes <laughs> in the winter months. No, I see. I can't. I can't do either. There's too much latitude with both of those examples, Mark. In summer, obviously, as I just pointed out, part of you can stick to another part of you. You don't want that because again, you have to go and get the spatula. Um, or, or, Egg and spoon, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and in winter too. Like the thing is with the boxer, again, there's just too much movement. I need restrictions and boundaries. I'm a big believer oh, of having boundaries. Hey, underpants uh, are boundaries. Meat tray or flowers for you, Mark? Mate, I'd have to get the flowers, mate. Well, you've, you've, you've got the fleet. By the sense of things, you've got your own meat tray, Mark, so well done. <laughs> Ross is on the line. Uh, what do you wear to bed, mate? Mickey, I wear shorts and uh, a top. My wife bought me some pyjamas, but they're in the bottom of the cupboard somewhere. Ah, so they've just been banished to the bottom of the cupboard. Uh, Never been seen. Me. Could... Been mothballed. She's asked for them, but I, says, I just don't know where they are. Yeah, they're just hang on. Hang on to those, mate. They'll, they'll come in handy when you're 65 and you're senile. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> Marcus, what are you doing, buddy? What are you wearing to bed? Good morning, everyone. Uh, I wear nothing to bed, and yep. I have a bit of a story that goes with this. Okay. About, uh, Ten years ago, I used to live above a set of shops, and um, we had a bit of an intruder downstairs, so I've taken off after him, and there's a laneway, and I'm screaming out at this lake, like, you know, get back here, you good bloke. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm about 150 metres up the road. Every single neighbour has come out in the neighbourhood, and I'm standing there completely naked, middle of winter, so I wasn't looking to... Best I could have ever looked. Excuses, mate. Get results on excuses. Cops turned up. I had to talk to them in the nard. Mrs. I go put some clothes. No, we're right. We're right. Didn't get the bloke, but. Uh, You know what? You're a hero. I was a hero that day, that's for sure. You're a naked hero. Well done. (laughs) Exactly right. Exactly. Uh, Flowers or meat tray? You know what? My missus would kill me if I didn't get the meat tray. So meat tray it is. Meat tray it is. Have fun sharing that tonight on Valentine's Day. Uh, Richie, what happens with you? Mate, uh, I, I sleep commando like most blokes, but my missus has probably spent a good five or six hundred bucks on Peter Alexander for himself. And, like, I do not wear it. It's in the bottom of the drawer. And what I do with it is because it looks, they look like shorts. They've got pockets. You can put your phone, you can put it well, it's got a drawstring. Put your thongs on, go down, get a cup of coffee, mow the lawn in it, you know what I mean? And just wear it like it's general clothes. And she is totally embarrassed. And I say, that, well, not wasting money on it. You know I'm not going to wear it, so I'm just going to wear it around the house like it's just normal attire. I like what you're thinking. We're going to talk about a guy who's had a very bad day at the office. Uh, this is Aussie valet driver uh, from Perth Crown who smashed two Lamborghinis owned by the same man, uh, Lawrence Escalante. Uh, he's had a day. He's had a shocker, uh, this valet driver. As a valet driver, you can't do worse than crash one Lamborghini into another Lamborghini, mm. uh, especially owned by the one bloke. He's not going to be happy when you hand that token back. Yeah, first of all, what's the bloke doing with two cars there? How'd you get there, mate? Well, I mean, seriously. Who you, knows you, what he's doing? You drive one, then get an Uber back and go and get the other one. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he's got a convoy. He's got a... It's interesting. Well, <laughs> it's not the bit I'm fixating on. No, it's a bit... But I do see where you're going with that. Yeah. Why has he got... Mm. Why does he need two Lamborghinis? Mm. He's got like it's a loaner Lamborghini. Maybe he anticipated this. Uh, have we got some audio of the? Uh, this is just after two the valets crashed the Lamborghini into yeah, the other Lamborghini. This is bystanders watching this happen. Bro, look at this bloke. No way. What are you doing, bro? Rip the 
What are you doing in the car? Mate, he moved it forward, he moved it right in his rear. Look at these blokes in Perth. Can't park there, bro. <laughs> As I said, I don't think you could have a worse day. Uh, you come home, how's your day, honey? Oh, you're not going to believe it. Yeah. I've crashed one Lamborghini into another Lamborghini. Yeah. I I it couldn't be worse. Normally it's like, oh, I've just scratched the rims a little bit. I've, I've destroyed two Lamborghinis. <laughs> Okay, all right, you win. Here's out a shocker. Have you had a bad day at the office? One, triple, three, five, three. I have. I remember once I was doing a radio interview with Barry Williams, who played Greg Brady from the Brady Bunch. Yep. But through the entire interview, I called him Greg. That's <laughs> <laughs> really good, Greg. So, you know, and tell me, what was your favourite episode, Greg? And do you ever catch up with other guys, Greg? And at the end, he goes, man, it's Barry. I'm Barry Williams. I go, oh. <laughs> but you'll always be Greg to me. You'll always be Greg to me. Have you had a shocker? You had a bad day at the office? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, right now, uh, as one of them. Uh, <laughs> Agreeing to come on this just, program. Yeah, to see how this pans out. This is the radio equivalent this of smashing be... one Lamborghini into another Lamborghini <laughs> right now. Two fast movers head on. Yeah, all right. What about you, Tash? Have you... I've had many bad days. Well, probably more bad days at home. Mm-hmm. Once when the kids were really little, yeah. I was rushing inside, doing lots of bits and pieces. The next door neighbour comes over and knocks on the door and said, do you own a whatever car? Yes, it's in our front garden. So I'd forgotten to put it in park oh, yeah. and it rolled yeah. over. Drunk again. <laughs> <laughs> mum, mum's just had a little shard. Uh, uh, I've had a 11 lot. A.m. No, shard, also, if, also, if we couldn't take her kids out of the back of that car. <laughs> We've been in there for a couple of hours. So. Kids, oh, yeah, sorry. Sure. I had a few drinks at the casino and uh, forgot the kids were in the back of the car. Can I tell you what? Uh, this is a story a friend of mine, Rosie, works on this show, told me. Uh, a vet, you know, he's a vet who put down the wrong dog. Oh. <laughs> oh. Now that's terrible. But imagine the repercussions of that. Uh, all right, Mrs. Jenkins, I just oh. need to know, how attached were you to Rusty? <laughs> Um, what have you had a bad day at the office? One, triple, three, five, three. We've all fessed up. You, Natasha Belling, you told us a story about, you know, nearly killing your children at home in a car accident. But what about in the workplace, please? Look, once we were reading a news bulletin and there was a sports story and I said cockless pair rather than coxless, you Mm. know, for rowing. That's Freudian Mm. for you. Mm. (laughs) It's very easy. I would have blamed that on the auto care. Yeah, Yeah, I I can't work under these conditions. It's my fault. It was a women's rowing, though, so fair. <laughs> Accurate. Well done. Good reporting. If anything, Walkley Award winning, I would say. Indeed. Well done. Whatever happened to Lay Down Sally? Remember Lay Down Sally? Oh, yes. What a great That's Australian was... sporting hero. Yeah. That was when rowing was at its zenith. I think oh. we've all dropped off rowing since then. Now imagine being part of it. She's had a shocker. There's these are bad. Somebody's, <laughs> somebody's had a shocker in the workplace. Yeah. Lay Down Sally in the eights. Yep. In the That's eights. Right. And so she's trained with seven others. And about halfway, she's going, nah. She was just combining her two loves, which was sport and sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it one there. Kat, what's yours, please? I was at home sitting there and I had a couple of flatmates and in comes one of um, the boyfriends of the flatmate into straight into the apartment, didn't say anything, opens our fridge, grabs one of my beers, opens it, sits down on the couch and I was like, are you all right? He was a surgeon and he said I was you know, operating on this guy, he needed to have a vertebrae removed. And so I said, okay. And he said the um, surgical nurse had put the X-ray upside down, which <laughs> let's not blame her. Oh, God. He's taken out the wrong vertebrae because they've counted down from the top. And he's had to explain to him when he woke up, we've taken out 
the right vertebrae, but we've mm. also taken out the wrong vertebrae. So you are now about an inch shorter. Can for I the rest say something? Uh, that patient would see the funny side. I doubt it. No. <laughs> no. Grant Denyer's got a very good sense of humour. A very good sense of humour. Is he shorter now? He's an inch short. So that was the only repercussion was that he was going to be an inch shorter for the rest of his life, but he'd still be filthy. Well, at least he wasn't removing a testicle. <laughs> That's true. We're removing the bad one. You got the good one. Excuse me. Now I've got to get the. What happens with the bad one? Uh, Dad, Chris is on the we've, line. We've removed the wrong fallopian tube. What? <laughs> we got Chris on the line. Yeah. Chris. Hello, Mick. Hello, mate. Uh, what was the bad day at the office, please? Uh, I was also watching Mick Fanning that morning when he had a bad day at the office when yep. the shark attacked him. But there was a postscript to that story. When yep. everyone had cleared the water and the TV had interviewed him and everything, suddenly everyone remembered the photographer was still in the water <laughs> half an hour after it <laughs> with the shark and his camera. <laughs> well, he would have got good shots of being <laughs> eaten by a shark, no doubt. Um, what have you got there, Kent? I've got something when you were interviewing Jared uh, Hayne. What happened okay, to you? Okay, so oh. I'm, you know, listen to me. This is, I can't believe you're going to play this. Yeah. <laughs> I was over in America. Remember when uh, Jared Hayne was playing for, was it San Francisco? 49ers. I think, uh, 49ers. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was playing in New York. He was playing in a game at MetLife Stadium. I went along to interview him in the rooms after the he the game after the game and look let's just say I'd had a couple because I'd been to a tailgate party prior to the game mm-hmm. didn't know if I was going to get in there or not I'm in the change rooms immediately after the game the team's getting uh, unraving and I may, may or may not have had all my facts together I'm Craig Wing kicks to Jared Hayne uh, receiver uh, Australian to Australian in the NFL you mean, you mean, you mean Brad Wing Brad Wing <laughs> <laughs> from Brad Wing, from Brad Wing to Jared Hayne, first time ever, Aussie to Aussie in the NFL. Yeah. How's that? No one ever knew that was going to happen. Um, well, it's it's the second time. Um, Barry, Barry did it at Pittsburgh. So oh, he's, he's Aussie. Oh. I've done my research. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're on fire, but. Um, <laughs> but uh, Oh, it started with the car crash and ended with one. I was distracted by all the massive penises. <laughs> it was hard to concentrate. Um, Sammy, while well, we've got you, mate, because you want to mix really close mates. We, we MG, want to get is that my intro? Do pe- yeah. people actually well, do Sammy actually Pang say Pang my name out loud? Sam Pang is just one of Australia's leading comedians. <laughs> Sam Pang has joined us on The Breakfast Show. I know show. I'm part of the furniture and part of the family. This is my third win. Right? But st- just, still just a bit of name recognition. At the st- you, how long have you been doing this, Mick? Oh, I don't just, know. What are we at? He's, been away, he's been away for two days. There's a fair chance I'm not going to be here tomorrow <laughs> at the I, moment. I'm just saying, Wheels are falling this off. is my third week in a row, and Jan, I'm out. It's like a third date. I've got nothing to talk about now, by the yes, way. Yes, you have. Not I've, that I've ever I've made got, a third we've, date. We've got questions for you. We've got questions, I'm, and they're I'm all ready, relating. Well, they're all relating uh, to our new segment. It's called this. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Yes. Getting to know Mick. Getting to know all about that song still on the that song still on Triple M playlist? Absolutely, it is. It's on high rotation. That's number one on smooth. So how's it working? I'm going to ask you four or five questions that me or Sam Payne to Sam about you about me. Yes, I want to know. We want to know more. We've we've known him now for five weeks. Our audience have been asking us questions, so just you know more about him, Sam, than anyone. Number one, well, what's Mick's favourite? What's Mick's favourite food? 
Uh, anything he can eat with his hands. Do you know what I mean? Okay. He just said, and it's a full, actually, you know what it is? It's simple. It's a buffet. And, yep. uh, you know, he likes to just Unlimited. load up that plate. Oh, unlimited. Now, you know what? He's quite partial. He's quite partial to a, uh, a salad nissoir. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, no, he has a, I want to defend him. He has a sophisticated palate that is, that many people don't know. A salad nissoir. <laughs> I'm just saying. Every time we order, wherever we go, have you got a salad nissoir? We go, here he goes again. I'm going to have to Google it. What's, uh, what's, Mick's, what's Mick's favorite way to relax? Favorite way to relax? Uh, I, w- I would say not seeing his kids. <laughs> is that is that is that a good? Is that in it? How does how do you no. relax? Well, you know, listen. You love your you love your golf? AFL. You're, you're getting into rugby. Yes, golf. Well, yeah, it's relaxing if you're not playing with him. It's very relaxing. <laughs> um, you know, he's a simple man. A very with simple. T- <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, that's um, well. That's that, what, you, goes, you've joined them. There goes, the, there goes question number five on what makes me happy. <laughs> you. <laughs> Because many people don't know this, but you are a member of the Mile High Club, aren't you? I am. I am a member of Mile High Club. Sadly, no one else was involved. It was, it was just me. But a boom. But, oh, what a night. Hey, what a night. Try, try that at 30,000 feet. He's on a flight to Adelaide. It was unbelievable. Hey, he really didn't muck around. This, oxygen mask dropped from the roof. That's how good it was. <laughs> You've known him for a long time. The, the, pilot, the pilot came on and said, we're experiencing turbulence. Please, Mr. Malloy. Stop. Stop now. How do you think the segment's going, MG? Any I regrets? I love it. I love it. Mate, no, it's I love great. It. What's, the sign he's getting the, what's the sign he's getting the shits with, with something, with a situation or, or oh, someone else? You, you know this, MG. If, if things don't go exactly to plan, do you know what I mean? Because he has is this the, persona. Is, the rub of the fa- is it the rub of the face, maybe? Like, he kind of rubs his face every time he gets a little bit agitated. Yeah, the rub of the face. There's the lean yeah. back. There's the kind of closing of the yeah. eyes. There's yeah. the... Yeah. Tipping the, over a furniture. <laughs> Tipping over furniture, there's a, I don't know how to say, coward punching going on. You know, like he doesn't muck around. And then, um, but yeah, he's if things don't go exactly to plan, it's because he has this reputation as a bit of a, he's a maverick and he'll just, you know, go with the flow. And there's no one better on their feet. It might tell you what, if if it doesn't go just second by second how he planned, it toys out of the cot. And you know, everyone go home. Okay. Well, that, well, my question number five was what make me what makes Mickey happy. Well, you mentioned that with question number two with the Mile High Club. So, yeah, um, that. Think about that. Now we what, now we're going for a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk all about the front bar. I can just say one thing. You know what makes him happy? What the what? notebook? The notebook. He loves oh, it. No, no. Uh, everyone's winning apart from Post Malone. Uh, who's been supporting the Red Hot Chili Peppers and is bloody good, yes. by the way. Been getting a lot of great reaction from people who didn't even know who he was, going, how good is that bloke? I saw him during COVID, um, Merrick. He released an album. It was him. He did one of those live Zoom concerts. Oh, yeah. And it was him and the drummer from Blink-182 and a couple of other blokes. They are all wearing dresses. They are in a basement. And they did, from cover to cover, uh, never mind. Yeah, wow. By Nirvana. It's, it's, and it was one of the most extraordinary things I've ever seen. He's also, he's got a very, very gentle voice for a bloke who just loves smashing darts. <laughs> like, seriously, <laughs> like, he's just always got a dart in his mouth. Well, he loves darts and he loves the odd face tattoo as well, which has got him into trouble over there in the great state of WA. Not allowed into QT's Perth rooftop bar. With his entourage because of the face tattoos. By the way, and it says he was queuing up too, so he wasn't trying to be an ass. Right. He was queuing up with the punters 
yep. uh, as required, got to the front. They went, no, you can't come in. Why? Your face tattoos. Don't yeah. care who you are. Um, you're out. How, so, how would they go saying that to a Maori? How would that go? We say, well, you're right. I, I guess I guess there has to be something for your traditional yeah. historical. Yeah, male or female. Male if you, or female. If, if, yeah, that's got, your... I think it would be discri- that would be discrimination. Yeah, absolutely. So not for my not uh, big bucket of Kentucky on my <laughs> chest. I'd have to put a top on. Not for the one percent I've got tattooed underneath my eye. <laughs> That's just near your teardrop. Yeah. yeah. Listen, my point is, I've never seen a dress code in Perth. I've been going there for twenty years. People would go, do you want to come out for dinner? I said, sure. I dress up. I get there and everyone's wearing cargo shorts and thongs. Yeah. There has never been a dress code anywhere in Perth. No. But Post Malone's copped it. And it got me thinking about, uh, well, stars who have been banned or not allowed in two places. My funniest story ever uh, is Bono. I think it was the Bay Club in Noosa and Bono got <laughs> Bono? Is it Bono or Bono? Bono. Uh, got turned away. They said, why? I said, mate, we you know, no sandals. What? No, Bono, who's the biggest star in the world at the time, has queued up to get into a nightclub news so they're going, can't help you, mate. I thought it might have been because it was like a, uh, you know, uh, like a, at a venture park or something like that where you've got a height restriction. They've gone, and there's like a, there's a little thing there and it just says, not underneath this height. Because Bono's no, only a little lad. He's no, only a tiny little leprechaun. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter See, who you are. He got knocked back. He's banned. In Noosa. It's so good. I in love Noosa, the idea. Again, in Noosa, a very Go casual Noosa. place. Mm, yeah. We've all seen Michael Clark <laughs> getting, getting around with no top on. He probably would have got in there. <laughs> There it is. I'm just getting he's been, it now. He's been banned. I was just reading one here, which was uh, Hugh Grant was banned from John Stewart's The Daily Show, uh, but wasn't banned from public toilets. So well done, Hugh. <laughs> I'm getting banned from a TV show, but not from. Well done. One of my producers has just run in and handed me this. You two courses are stirring Noosa. This is the news story. When they, when they get kicked out of the Rolling Rock nightclub due to inappropriate footwear, two wow. members of the band. Who were never identified. One was Bono. The other one was Edge. <laughs> well, they're the only two members you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Name me another member. Gary. <laughs> Gary, there's it's Gary. Like in Gary. There, isn't no. Who are the other two members? Keith. Keith. Is there a Steve? Steve. Ron. No, it's Ronnie. Ron. No, that's what. No, that's Rolling Stones. One, two, three, five, three. If you can name the other two members. <laughs> You'll you'll get a meat tray. Natasha Belling came racing into the studio to inform us about one we've forgotten. Famous people barred or banned from former Australian Idol superstar Shannon Knoll. You may mm. remember a couple of years ago he made headlines when he was charged with two counts of assault following an altercation outside the Crazy Horse Strip Club. The alleged incident took place in the South Australian capital after he was refused entry into the well-known yeah. venue in Diddy Sing, What About Me? And you were working that night. I think we were. Sorry, in the newsroom, Mick. Oh, in the newsroom, yes. Of course, not at... Not at... <laughs> For real? Tash, Tash could be... Natasha could be a dancing name. What would, you, what would your dancing name be if you... I'm too old. You know what I mean? I'm so struggling charisma, to get through this Charisma week. billing. Just going to duck out and get Mick a shovel. I'll be back in a second. Hey, the other one, can I tell you, just before we leave the... Really? I've got to do the news, Mick. Yeah, well, you'll you'll be in it in a minute. You better better go and get your kitten heels then. (laughs) 
<laughs> Tasha's has left the building, she's everyone. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> in tears of laughter is what she is. Did, did you know, this is a true story, at uh, Crazy Horse, they were having one of those shows where it was Miss Nude Australia or one of those, but they have like a talent section. And one of the girls was twirling fire and the, and the whole joint caught on fire. You've never seen firemen come more quickly in your life <laughs> than two that eight fire trucks, bang. Nick Malloy, MG in the morning.